Hi, everyone. Alan Schimmel, DevOps.com, here for another DevOps Chats. This episode's guest is John Harris of Left Shift IT. John, welcome. Thanks, Alan. I get to be here. Thank you. So, John, uh, what exactly is your role with Left Shift? Yeah, so my role is uh, the head of continuous delivery and DevOps with, with Left Shift. Okay. And, and, John, you know what? Some people in our audience are probably not familiar or may have not have heard of Left Shift IT before. Why don't you give us quickly a background of, of Left Shift? Yeah, we're uh, primarily a services consultancy in the continuous delivery, DevOps, continuous testing space. We work quite a lot with IBM, a lot of other different vendors, um, based in London in the UK, but we have uh, a lot of our business and offices based in the US as well. Sure. And John, before we jump into the subject of today's uh, chat, which is around continuous testing, I want to take a moment and just talk about this, this burgeoning field of DevOps consulting, um, it seems to be exploding. I was in London for the DevOps Enterprise Summit uh, last month, and I was absolutely blown away with the diversity of firms from big to small that are offering DevOps consulting services. How long has LeftShift been uh, in the DevOps consulting space? Uh, we've been in the area kind of on and off for, I guess you could say, around 10 years. I guess most people would say DevOps had only been around since that original kind of DevOps coining at DevOps days in, uh, in Ghent in Belgium. But I guess a lot of people would say the discipline itself had been around before the name. So I guess the, the, the processes around DevOps, you could say we've been involved in for, for quite some time now, I guess. Sure. And John, you know, we, I don't think we would be seeing this explosion of DevOps consulting if there wasn't a, a, a wanting audience for DevOps consulting, continuous delivery uh, consulting services. Is that pretty much what you're seeing with LeftShift? I, I assume business is good. Yeah, it's one of those interesting areas where one of the things I guess with the DevOps consultants would say is you don't just want to create a new DevOps practice in your company. You don't just want to bring in these pieces. but. It's, it's a difficult loop because you've got to integrate those processes and you've got to get that knowledge into the organization somehow. So I think our, our model is certainly to go in and help people get started and set up their own practice and their own good processes and then kind of lead them to it. So, yeah, absolutely. Got it. So, John, let, let's, uh, let's pivot a little bit here and talk about uh, continuous testing. So I will tell you that on DevOps.com, the whole notion of testing, continuous testing, automated testing, is one of the most hotly debated and in some ways controversial topics within DevOps. Wondering if you see similar? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think traditionally in, in software development, testing has traditionally kind of been seen as just the necessary part that you have to do at the end. But I think now that continuous delivery is becoming a real discipline and people are, are being forced to go faster and faster for, you know, getting ahead of the market and things like that, people can't afford to see testing as a, as a poor cousin of development anymore. Um, and I think testing is really becoming, you know, people realize I can throw stuff out into production as quick as I want, really, but actually it's throwing it out with the quality that it needs to, you know, for that product to still be um, viable in the market. So I think absolutely that the drive towards testing is long overdue. Um, but it's definitely here to stay. Got it. And, you know, John, can you have continuous without the automation, though? 
Personally, I, I don't think so. I, I think the DevOps really, one of, one of the biggest buzzwords for me for, for, for DevOps and continuous delivery is really the automation. I think you have to have the process behind it, but I think when you go towards anything uh, delivering more rapidly through all of these stages in our, our development lifecycle into production, I think we just cannot scale at the, the size that we need to in order to get that stuff out without automating the process. I mean, when you talk about the unicorns like Netflix and Etsy and all of those guys, you know, now three, four years ago, there is no way you can deliver at that kind of scale without putting in the automated tooling and also the processes and the culture around that to enable that tooling to have the effect that you need. Sure. So, John, I think one of the controversy, not controversy, but one of the big discussion points around this, though, is what, is it, what does this mean for, for the traditional QA role and for the people in the QA space? Yeah, I think teams have traditionally kind of been split. I mean, obviously, we have these silos, and DevOps is kind of trying to address the silos of development and testing and ops and those kind of things. I think, again, testing is one of the things that gets left out of that. But certainly in the customers that we work with, we're seeing a lot of QA teams being retrained in certain ways, brought into the development side of the organization, having their practices changed to more of a development software engineering kind of way of working. Um, we're certainly seeing some of the geographic splits that have been traditional in this area kind of being broken down, perhaps testing, um, quite a lot of offshoring work in testing. Some of that's coming onshore. Testers are becoming more technical. Um, but, yeah, retraining and, and the different skills required now for the QA role to bring that into more of a technical automation, that's certainly a question a lot of our customers are grappling with right now. And I think the decisions there aren't just technical, but they go into a lot of the culture side of the company and how the company is organized itself. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it is a contentious area, I agree. Yeah, it certainly is. And, you know, it, it it's really one of those, you know, for, for people in the QA space, it's a pocketbook issue, right? They, they, they perceive a threat uh, to a livelihood, even though I don't think, that's the case. I, I think it, it allows them actually to soar, you know, and hire and and do, you know, bigger and better things. But, you know, it, it, there, there's certainly that element to it. John, I, I wanted to talk for a moment about service virtualization. And, and uh, you know, we, we actually have a webinar coming up on, I think it's August 23rd, where we're going to be looking at, you know, a real unicorn company. Maersk shipping lines, which is, I think, 80 years old or something, you know, in traditional shipping, not what you would think of as your Google, Facebook kind of company. But they're going to be talking about, you know, service, virtual, service virtualization, shifting left, shifting left, shifting left, excuse me. Um, thoughts on that at all? Yeah, and service virtualization is an area that we work with quite a lot, um, especially around the, the IBM tool set. Um, and, and yeah, Musk are doing great work there. I mean, almost all of the organizations that we work with are trying to do some kind of parallel development. I mean, one of the patterns we see is building these UI and REST API layers on top of some of their legacy SOAP business services and things like that. And they want to do some parallel development with the SOAP, with the REST, with the user interface layers. So SV is really able to give those teams a really solid platform. Um, because everything's based on their service interface definitions, and they can really do some proper parallel development there. And we're seeing some great shift lefts with those development teams, and actually the ability to identify 
um, a whole bunch of defects before they would even go and integrate with each other. I think we had one team who'd identified over a hundred defects in the early testing stages using service virtualization before they even would have integrated with the other services. They were able to get those fixed even before they went into their next integration environment. So that was a really great success story. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I think I, I uh, interviewed the MERS guys at uh, Interconnect last year, and uh, it was a it was an interesting interesting case study. I, I guess we should mention there is a, a service virtualization for dummies book that uh, people can download, and I don't have the URL in front of me. I'll try to include it in our notes. Um, I think it comes out from IBM for for people who are interested in this. But John, let, let's let's return. You know, what do you see? What in your role with LeftShift? What do you see as sort of the next frontier? You know, where where the not the battle, but where where there are points to be made, where there are you know battles to be won, for lack of a better word, um, in the in the near term future. I think the biggest one, really, and we're starting to see the shift now, but it's still early stages in the customers that we see. I know for the unicorns and the startups, this is probably not going to be applicable, but certainly for enterprise, user interface testing is still very prevalent. Um, if we talk about the, the testing pyramid, how most of our tests are one of the unit tests, and then we want to have a good base of integration tests and then a small percentage of UI tests if you want. I think currently a lot of organizations have that almost flipped on its head because it's easy to do UI testing and reason about it going to the business. But now when we go faster, I think the traditional focus on UI testing is going to have to go away. Um, when we talk about you know APIs on top of everything and things like the API economy, um, and a lot of systems now just don't have UIs. You know, we're coming out with a lot of systems which are all API-driven um, and smart devices. I think everything's going to have to be integration tested. I think the APIs and the, and the logic behind them is really where the core business functionality is. So I think that's where the importance is going to be, and it's going to be moving organizations and, and showing them that, that integration testing and API testing and unit testing is more of the way to go, and, and obviously automating that as part of the delivery pipeline, um, which is you know sometimes a little more difficult to do on the UI side. Yeah. Look, you know, let me ask a quick question on that, because I, I thought about, you know, I had to deal firsthand with this issue. Shouldn't the API testing, at least the tests themselves, come from the same people who are writing the API? In other words, where where's the burden? Should the people who are providing the APIs also provide the testing for it? Or is that sort of letting the wolf in the chicken coop, right? Where well, if you're using someone else's API, it's, it's in, the burden is on you to make sure that that is, in fact, working with your system. Yeah, that, that's a really interesting point, I think, and, and there are different kind of philosophies around it. Myself, we work a lot with the virtualization and the testing side of it. So we would say that if you're developing the interface, then you're also in charge of de developing the basic virtual service for that to integrate with your consumers. But I'm very much on the side of consumers developing the API tests or the APIs that you consume. Because if you think about the case where I'm a consumer, I may not need every field in an API. I may just use a few if I'm, if I'm developing loosely coupled microservices, let's say. So I'm really in favor of each team who consumes an API developing their own tests and then contributing those tests to the API team so they can be run as part of every build or every deployment. So then if I change functionality and those tests fail, I know which team 
gave those tests to me, and I can go and alert them, well, look, I've made a change which is going to break your implementation or your call of this API, but it may not have broken anyone else's. Um, I think putting the burden to test every piece of functionality, especially as we go to more loosely coupled services, is, is kind of a, an unreasonable burden on the team developing that API. Got it. Um, you know what, John? <laughs> Believe it or not, as I told you, I think before we went live, time goes really quick on these, and we're, we're coming up on the end. Um, if someone wants to find out more about LeftShift, where, where, can, they, where can they go? Uh, I think it's leftshiftit.com, um, and uh, we've just revamped our website so they can find out all about our services and, and products and uh, everything we offer on there. Okay. And then um, finally, John, I wanted to end with the kind of question I, 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 I guess I ask just about every guest, which is for our audience out there, if, they, if they're going to read, what should, if they, hopefully they do read, everyone should read books. What, what do you recommend is the next book our audience reads? Uh, I'm, I'm a big Jez Humble fan, um, and I'm not going to recommend Continuous Delivery, because I'm sure everyone's read that who's listening to the podcast, but his Lean Enterprise book, How High Performance Organizations Innovate at Scale, and it's Jez Humble, Joanne Molesky, and Barry O'Reilly, is, uh, is an awesome book for, for any enterprise looking to get into this kind of area. Absolutely. I actually have it on my bookshelf in the office. Um, good, good, good one, John. Um, Anyway, I think that's going to use up our time here on this edition of DevOps Chat. John Harris, Left Shift IT, thank you very much for being our guest. And we look forward to hearing more about Left Shift and continuous testing, service virtualization going forward, and uh, continued success. Great. Thanks for having me, Alan. Thank you. This is Alan Schimmel for uh, DevOps.com and DevOps Chats. Until next time. Have a great day.